Thank you for listening to the Zaner Ministries podcast with evangelist Nick Zaner. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or at zanerministries.com. Now, here's evangelist Nick. Thank you, Jesus. So just a quick recap of the night broadcast and what we're doing. Um, Before the fast started, the Lord spoke to me to talk on Tuesday and Thursday nights on specifically about the subject of faith and to help build faith into the listeners and to the believers who are watching and listening so that we can obtain the promises of God so we can run to win in 2024. And the only way you're going to do it is to walk by faith and not by sight. Faith is the is the substance. It's the currency. It's what we have to hold on to in exchange for God to come through for us. Amen. And so this year's title theme is running to win. <laughs> and so if you're going to run to win, you got to condition yourself. You got to build yourself. You got to strengthen yourself. And the Bible talks about how, I believe Tuesday night, we talked about how uh, the measure of faith and how you can build your faith. One of the nights, I don't know, they all run together at this point. They, you, you can build your faith up. You can condition yourself. And so we're conditioning ourselves um, to build our faith. And what, what many people do, and I, this is a, uh, kind of the warning of why maybe I felt to go this direction, is what people do is they wait until a crisis to then run to God and build their faith. Why not build your faith right now when there's nothing going on? Uh, and maybe there is something going on. Well, we're going to believe God with you doesn't mean God's not going to come through. But why wait until you're on your, you know, you're in the hospital on a bed, or you um, need a miracle by tomorrow, and then now you want to run to God. We're running to God now so we can run to win, so we can jump over hurdles. You know, not every race is just a straight race uh, around the, the track. There's also uh, hurdles sometimes on a track. People do, uh, you know, the hurdle, whatever. I don't even know. I'm not into track, but you know what I'm talking about. They jump the hurdles and they race with that. Well, there's going to be hurdles along your path in life. Jesus said, in this life, you will have trials and tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen. And so what we're doing is we're building our faith in God. um, So we're prepared to overcome every obstacle and every challenge that comes our way. Can you say amen? And so this year's theme, we'll put it up before we get into the message, is run to win. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 24. And so that's our scripture for the year. You should have that memorized, have it in your spirit, have it in your heart, because that's the direction we're going. And then obviously we've been doing 21 days of prayer and fasting. We are on day number 10. So it's been powerful. God has been coming through uh, in a great way. And we're just, we're praying through the whole year. And then during this time, a special broadcast at 1 p.m., which happened today will happen again tomorrow. And then next week, Monday through Friday, again, 1 p.m. Those are special broadcasts. And then every Tuesday and Thursday night are our main broadcasts where we're live here. And if you never want to miss any of the broadcasts, hit subscribe so you never miss any of these messages. Amen. Hallelujah. We'll put that one up at the end. 
But I want to I want to get into tonight's message. I don't want to delay any longer. And I want to get into part 4 of walking by faith, part 4, where we're going to walk by faith and not by sight. So this is a good time to get your iPad out, your phone, however you're going to take notes. And uh, we're going to dive into this because if we're going to see great success in this year, hey, Kathy, God bless you, Erica, Roberta, if we're going to see great success in 2024 and basically in the last days, we got to stop living by the natural and start walking in the supernatural. And if you're going to step in the realm of the supernatural and how many want to, how many, how many want to walk in the supernatural, you want to walk in the dimension that God has for us as believers, we're going to have to have that faith element happening and moving and working in our lives. It's, it's time to understand it biblically so we can um, use it properly. You know, I used the example, I think, before, but everyone probably has a phone, you know, a cell phone. Some have smartphones, some have dumb phones, but most have smartphones. And there's so many different features to your phone. Now, just because you don't know those features exist doesn't mean they don't exist. Doesn't mean you can't operate them if you understood how they operated. So the same is true in the area of faith. If it, Just because right now, maybe uh, this is the first time you're hearing about faith or the first uh, time, you know, the fourth time, because you're with us part four, but you're, you're learning, this is new to you, that's okay, because now you're starting to discover it, and that's how you're going to use it properly, and then you can, you can use your faith uh, the Bible way, amen, and so that's why we're teaching on it, because why? Romans 10, 17, that's like the main scripture when it comes to faith. The Bible says, faith comes from hearing, and hearing from the Word of God. Faith comes from hearing and hearing from the Word of God. So if you're going to understand faith, you have to have the Word of God. Faith does not operate outside of God's Word. God's Word is what is going to deliver faith, real Bible faith. And so we never pray for faith. We're not praying for faith. You can't pray for faith. That's contrary to the Bible. You have to get faith through God's word. And really, and I'm going to break it down today of what God put on my heart, but through discovery of who God is according to his word and who, you know, he is not separate from his word is going to help you build your faith. And so that's why we're making an emphasis. Now, the Bible says you're saved by faith. You live by faith. Um, the Bible says uh, we're to walk by faith and not by sight. The Bible is full of uh, how people were healed by faith, how people were delivered by faith. How, he, how Noah built an ark and he was saved because of his faith in God. I mean, it's so full of faith. This is not a subject that somebody came up with, you know, 60 years ago. This is a Bible book of Acts when Jesus was walking around faith. Jesus talked about faith. Mark 11, verse 22 through 24, we know what he says, have faith in God. And so I just had to put that out there because some people think that we're talking about something new and this isn't anything new. I want you to have results. I want to have results, number one, and I want you to have results, and we're going to have results by faith. Say this out loud in your home. Say, this is a year of results. This is a year of results. How? Because of your faith. Your faith is what brings results. Your tears don't bring results. Your emotions won't bring results. Um, yelling and screaming 
Though it might get people's attention, is not going to get God's attention like that. What is going to get God's attention is your faith. Your faith. Amen. And so let's get into the message here tonight. And I'm going to start in Hebrews chapter 11. I'm going to be in the Amplified Classic version just for, uh, for this verse in verse 6. It comes off a little bit louder uh, because it's amplified. But the Bible says, Hebrews 11, verse 1, Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality. Faith, perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. I know that's a, that's a lot, but I'm going to read it again, and I'm reading it slow on purpose so we can grab a hold of this here. There's some great truths in this. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed. I'm going to pause right there. A, a deed, a title. If you've owned a vehicle, like the vehicle, one of my vehicles that I have, I own it 100%. So I have the title to my vehicle, which means I have full ownership. The bank doesn't own it. No one else owns it. I own it. And so if I walk in somewhere with the title to my vehicle, even though the vehicle could be the vehicle could be where I'm from in Indiana, it could be sitting there, it could be in Michigan, it could be in California, but I'm here in Pennsylvania. If I walk in with the title to my car and present it to somebody and say, hey, I want to sell you my car. Here's the title. If you like it, here's a price. They take that title as proof that I have the car because that title represents the vehicle. Now, faith is the assurance or the title deed of things we hope for. So we already have the promises of God by faith. How? Through God's word. We have it. Though you might say, but I don't see the manifestation of it. It doesn't matter. We that's why it goes on to say it's it's the conviction. It it goes on to say here in the amplified, obviously it's amplified, so it's a little bit longer, but it's being the proof of things we do not see. So you don't see it. But it does just because you don't see it doesn't mean you don't have it. It's like having that title. I have the vehicle. I have the title. I own it. However, you don't see it. That's what faith is. Faith says, I have God's title deed, which is his word. I have his promise. I have what God has for me. And so in other words, you, when you have real faith, faith is not of the mind. Faith is not of the flesh. Faith is of the spirit. It's a spiritual thing. And so when the, when the word of God is preached or you're reading it in your home and, and, it, and it leaps into your spirit, then that's faith there to stand upon God's word. You already have it before you have it. Amen. And so and it goes on to say, being the proof of things we do not see in the conviction, the conviction, faith is a conviction of the reality that we have it already. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So faith is not of the senses. It's not of taste, smell, hearing, um, feeling. What's the other sense I'm missing? Taste, smell, hearing, feeling. Seeing. That's right, seeing. Especially seeing. We walk by faith and not by sight. So it doesn't have anything to do with the senses. And uh, 
Uh, my grandfather used to always say it's like the sixth sense. It's like uh, the extra sense. You, you have it. It's like, that's why it's, some, it's so hard to explain faith sometimes um, to an unbeliever because they just, they can't grab a hold of what's faith because faith is of, of the spirit. It's not of the natural. And the only way to truly understand is through God's word. And so we have the title deed of God's faith through his word by his promises. Amen. Amen. And so you had to grab a hold of that. Now in verse 6, Hebrews 11 verse 6 goes on to say this. Why is faith so important? Someone's asking me, man, you've been talking about faith every single night. What does that have to do? You know, isn't there more subjects? Yes, there is more subjects. But look at this. But without faith, it is impossible to please and satisfactory to him and be satisfactory to him. So it's impossible to please God, in other words. For whoever would come near to God, this is the Amplified, must necessarily believe that God exists and that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him out. Amen. So without faith, it's impossible to please God. In other words, without faith, it's impossible to see the, the promises and God's covenant of his word manifested in your life if you're not in faith. Amen. You can, you can labor as hard as you want, but if you're not in faith, it ain't, it ain't going to profit anything. You can, you can do many different things by faith or without faith, and it's not pleasing God. But if you do it by faith, Lord, I'm doing this by faith because you instructed me to do it, and that's what pleases God. And you can't get caught up in looking for the spectacular and missing the supernatural. What people do is they get so caught up in looking for the big explosion of this or that or whatever because of their faith, and they miss God making a way every single day because you have to walk. It's a walk by faith. We're taking it every day by day. Amen. And so it's impossible to please him. But then it goes on to say here, for whoever would come to God must necessarily believe that he exists and he's a rewarder. Now, I'm going to back it down into the New King James for verse 6 and pull it from there. For it says, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, when I was reading this, and I've read this probably every single Tuesday and Thursday this month, but as I was reading that today and just going over my notes and everything, what, what really hit my spirit is we always jump to believe that God is, we kind of run past that and believe that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, I'm not downgrading the rewarder. He is a rewarder. You should write it in your notes. God is a rewarder and put it in the comments. He's definitely a rewarder. But there before it says that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, it says we must believe that God is, that God is. You have to believe that God exists, which you do, but you have, to, you have to believe in who he is. You have to believe in who God is. And so I began to ponder that thought. And I want to take you down this thought with, with me today and tonight so you can, you can continue to build that solid foundation for this year because you have to believe that God is who he says he is. That's where, that's where your faith is going to rest. Now, Look at this in 1 John 4, 
verse 7 and 8. And some of you Bible people know where I'm going. 1 John 4, 7 and 8. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. I want you to write that in your notes. You must believe that God is, and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So God is love. So you must believe that God is love and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, I know it also goes in the Amplified and says believe that God exists, which we do. We be, you must believe that God exists. You wouldn't be on here right now learning about faith if you didn't believe that. But you also have to believe that God, just as much as he has power to perform what he said he would perform, he is love. He is love. So I, w- I was uh, listening to Dr. Lester Summerall today, and he, he had this uh, great quote that I, I think it's worth mentioning for your notes and, and for you to understand. He said this, The knowledge of God is the foundation stone in which faith rests. I'll say it again for you guys. The knowledge of God is the foundation stone in which faith rests. So knowing who God is is going to be your foundation for faith to work properly. The Bible even says this, faith works by love. Why? Because God is love. Amen. Faith works by love. So in other words, in other words, we... Uh, most, not we, us, you guys are, sep- you guys are different. You're on the Z team. Amen. You're a different group of people, but there's a, the church as a whole, in, in, specifically in the Pentecostal charismatic circles, we love talking about the power of God. And I do too. I love the power of God. I love the manifestations of God's spirit. I love it. But we talk about how we know that God is able to heal. Yes, God's a healer. Yes, God's a provider. Yes, we can rattle all those things off. I mean, we get up and we, we, we definitely, there's no one convincing us that God is able to do it. But sometimes, uh, and most of the time, of the outside, I'm talking about people outside of this group here talking right now, but there's people who say, he can do all that. I know he can. I've seen him do it, but they struggle with, but I don't know if he'll do it for me. But will he do it for me? And see, that is where, the, where we must reconnect understanding who God is. And he is love. We need to understand this. This is really good stuff. That God is not power. God is love. You need to get that in your spirit. God is not power. God is love. God is love and has power. I'm not saying he doesn't have power. I'm not saying he's not all powerful because he's he's omnipotent. He's all powerful. But at the same time, the Bible tells us God is love. And he he heals, he uses his power manifests because he loves. Do you understand that? Without the love of God, nothing's going to 
There is no foundation. The foundation is God's love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes on him shall not perish, right? Because of God's love, he sent his son. And then we know in Romans 1 verse 16, the gospel is the what? The power of God unto salvation. Because God is love and sent his son, now the gospel is now the power of God unto salvation. So you have to have a foundation of the love of God. And not just the love of God as a separate, um, a separate uh, subject. No, you can't separate love from God. And the thing is, is you got to make it personal because the thing is, God loves you. See, that's the struggle between people when they're, when they're trying to operate in their faith and believe God. You know, that's where real doubt and unbelief come in. And that's why society has tried to cripple, uh, you know, men and women everywhere with, you know, they treat God like maybe one of their parents treated them where maybe one of their parents totally abandoned them or maybe they're a foster kid or, or maybe they were adopted and they, they've been told their whole lives that their parents don't love them or, you know, people don't love them and then they... They come into Christianity and they think, man, is God like my, like, like my parents? Is God like my uh, foster parents? Is God like my mean uh, aunt and uncle? These things creep in and we need to understand that God is love. He's not a man that should lie. If he said it, he meant it. That settles it. And, he's, and when you read this Bible, he's not just talking to other people. He's talking to you. Amen. I'm telling you, when you make this small adjustment, your faith is going to start working like it's never worked before because God cares about you. God, God loves you personally. He doesn't love um, someone else more. You know, they might, ha you know, they might see God come through for the, another person more, but it's because maybe that other person has a more of a knowledge of who God is. Remember, I talked about uh, the, the, the quote from Summerall. He said, the knowledge of God is the foundation. The more you know about God, the more you know about who he is, and he is love first, and then we're going to get into the names of God and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Like Erica's saying, it's, there's conditional love and there's unconditional love. God is unconditional love. That's who he is. Now, his promises, his, his covenant is conditional, but he's unconditionally loving us. So in other words, he's saying, hey, I love you so much. You've sinned, but while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Hey, I'm in covenant with you. Hey, I'm just looking for your obedience and for you to first understand that I love you. Because if you don't believe that God is, that God loves you, that God is going to be a rewarder because yes, a rewarder and, and, and love go together because you don't reward, you know, you don't reward because you don't love or care, but if you don't believe that God actually cares about you and you're you taking action on his word, then you're going to you're going to constantly feel condemned. You're going to constantly not take steps of action. Remember we we've talked heavily about faith is an act, faith is action. But if you don't understand the foundation of your actions, you'll always be hesitant to move. You'll always be hesitant to jump. You know, you, we can't be that way with God. God if God God is not setting you up to fail when he tells you to do something. God is setting you up to succeed because he's love. It, how cruel would it be? And the Bible even says, but how cruel would it be for a parent to try to teach their kid a lesson 
by taking their hand and instead of the kid accidentally touching the stove and saying, hey, don't do that. See, that's what happens. But they say, you know what? He hasn't touched the stove yet. So I'm going to go take his hand, slam it on the stove until it gets hot and then tell him, hey, see, that's what happens. No, that's not love. That's just cruel. God's not cruel. God is love. Look at this in Matthew 7, verse 11. It says this, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask Him? I want you to write this in your notes. My heavenly Father wants to give me good things. My heavenly Father wants to give me good things. But you know the reason why people don't ask is because they maybe don't understand that he loves them. They don't understand if, if because the, maybe because their knowledge in who God is has not expanded beyond, you know, I know I'm saved, I know he's a good God, but I'm not, I, I, don't, I haven't made it, I haven't found out personally. Well, tonight is a night to understand, I'm trying my best to understand that he's a good God and that he loves you personally. And it says here, you know, us being being uh, earthly fathers, we know how to give our kids good things. We want to. We want to bless our kids. But how much more? It says how much more. That means your heavenly father wants you to step out by faith and walk by faith and not by sight so he can give you good things. Not so he can set you up to fail, not so he can take you backwards, not to take you so far and then let you fall off and there you go, you're done. But no, because he has good things in store for you, because he is love. And the more, here's the thing with God, the more you get to know God, the more you get to find out who he is, that's what this is, is a great discovery of who God is, the stronger your faith will become. Because we find out who God is through the Bible. See, what's going on is people are letting the secular world and colleges and and classrooms and all these things try to shape who God is in the minds of people. But we, if you really study the Bible and find out who God is, that's where your true faith is going to be activated. This is what we do when we teach healing. One of the names of God is Jehovah Rapha, which means the Lord my healer, the Lord, my healer. So the more you realize, wow, God is a healer. God is a healer. His name means healing. It doesn't mean sickness and disease. It doesn't mean I'm going to put sickness and disease on you to teach you a lesson, to beat you down. That goes back to the stove example. You might as well just slam the kid's hand on the hot stove and burn it. No, that's not God. That's who he is. He's he, God himself is healing, is a healer. You can't separate the two, just like you cannot separate love from God. And so the more you understand that, see, the word bringeth forth light. That light is understanding of who God is, and that's where real faith begins to mix and come alive. That's why we teach uh, healing. That's why we share uh, on different subjects like Another name of God is Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord, my provider. Why do we teach on prosperity and healing or uh, prosperity and giving and how God's going to come through for you and he's a he can promote you and all these things? Why do we do that? Because we're talking about Jehovah Jireh, 
the Lord, my provider. It doesn't just say the Lord who will meet my needs. He'll provide for you and he'll help you and empower you to help provide for other people because you are like him and you become a provider for others too because we are made in the image of God. Amen. We're, ma- we're made in the image of love. And so the foundation of our faith, in who, like the scripture says, we must believe that God is, is based out of who he is. He's a healer. He's a provider. Jehovah Shalom means he's the Lord, our peace. He's the one who brings peace. Jesus said, peace, I leave with you. Not that the world can give, but peace that only I can give you. Because why? We call, we call Jesus what? The Prince of Peace, right? You can't separate real peace from, from God. That's who he is. He is peace. You need peace in your life? All you got to do is lift your hands and begin to thank your Heavenly Father for peace because he is peace. And where does, where does God live here on the earth right now? Through the person of the Holy Spirit, he lives on the inside of you. And greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. This all has to do with faith, guys, because the more you know who God is, the more confident you get in your walk of faith. That's why there's some people who are just giants in the faith because they know who God is. Amen. And I don't care if you just got saved yesterday or you've been saved for 25 years. There's always more to know in God. He's endless. He's he's eternal. You can't know him more, but we should know God more today than we did yesterday. How? Through his word, through his word and by the Holy Spirit, illuminating God's word and showing us who God is. And then we even have a, we even have a greater example than the Old Testament saints had. We have the gospels. Jesus was the express image of God. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. I want you to grab a hold of that. I'm I'm just getting excited tonight because we're going to know who God is on a deeper level. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So we we can go through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I'll encourage you as you're reading through those, you should watch Jesus. How did Jesus talk? How did Jesus walk? How did Jesus act? How did Jesus interact? That is an express image of our Heavenly Father, and that's an express image of love. And Jesus is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. And sometimes you're going to see where Jesus has to deal with people with the truth. He has to rebuke people. I was talking to uh, Robert about this earlier today, about how Jesus, he would, just, he would just straight rebuke the Pharisees. But he did it in love because he, you can't separate love from him. So these are all things. And the more you, the more you get to know Christ through the word, and the Holy Spirit illuminating Jesus to you, the stronger your faith's going to be because Jesus said, greater works shall you do because I go to the Father. He said, greater works. So what is the works? We talked about we, faith without works is dead. So your faith comes from hearing, hearing from the Word of God, but then it's time to get into works. It's time to activate your faith, act on your faith, but you're going to act on your faith. Why? Because you know who God is. Why do I line people up uh, at, at services and pray for the sick and lay hands on them? Because I know that God is Jehovah Rapha. Now, you don't need to know God 
by being getting sick and you getting healed yourself. Some people have it twisted. You don't need to know somebody by experiencing bad things. Like you need to go through a crisis and you need peace. And yes, people get to, you can get to know God on, on a level like that, but that's not what I'm talking about. You can get to know him through his word. I don't need to, I don't need to get sick to find out if God's a healer. I can read in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Exodus, uh, all the way into Deuteronomy, all these other places where God is a healer. And I find out, and the Holy Spirit illuminates it to me, and then I activate my faith in that area when it's when things come try to come on me or come on those around me, and I activate my faith knowing who God is, because I know He's a healer. I know He can do it, because I know who He is. See, the foundation is strong. When your foundation's strong, your faith will be strong. And so what we're trying to do is build your foundation strong on, on, on different, you know, levels. You know, uh, you can be strong in a certain area, like Jesus is my Savior. You know that He's your Savior. You know He's your Lord. You found out, you discovered, wow, Jesus died for me. All these things, you get to know God as your Savior through His Word, and you believe that He is. So your faith is strong and secure in your salvation, but your faith could be weak in healing because you haven't discovered who Jehovah Rapha is yet. You haven't you haven't been introduced to that through His Word. So now you need to dive into that and build your faith in that. And then they have Jehovah Jireh, the provider, which is why we always talk about uh, financial stewardship and God being your provider. Why? Because we're trying to help you build upon that foundation of who God is. So your faith can be strong, especially when you need it, but not only when you need it, but even in times of peace, even in times when you don't need it. That's the time where you should really be doubling down, uh, because Jesus promised there'll be times where your faith will be tested, trials and tribulations. But guess what? If you're building your foundation strong on who God is, you're going to be okay. Come on, is this helping anybody tonight? Come on, God is love. The more you discover who He is, the more you're pleasing God by acting on your faith. Amen. You know, many great... I was reading... um, God, God's pioneers, um, the great pioneers of faith, and just reading how, how these men did great things for God, and some of them built huge churches and places that were desolate, and, and others helped um, you know usher in great moves of God and everything like that. And the one characteristic that they each carried is that they knew who God was, and they had a full confidence in that. See, when you're, you can have confidence in who God is, by knowing who he is because he wants to give you good gifts because he because he wants to bless you because he's a good god that's the core foundation of of it all that's why we testify you hear testimonies you know of of uh financial breakthrough or or healing or you know they just had a revel. People just get a revelation of, of God's love and who He is. I remember the guy under the tent who um, he needed like he needed his shoulder, his elbow, and then we f- later found out his one his left eye was blind. And we prayed for the elbow, we prayed for the shoulder, but he didn't say anything about the eye. 
but he he discovered who Jehovah Rapha was as he was getting healed and and how much God loved him in his shoulder and in his elbow. And by the time he came up and laid his offering in the basket uh, uh, at the end of service, he said he looked up and read the sign and he can completely read the whole sign from from top to bottom. He covered the eye and everything. He was his eye opened. Why? Because he dis- he had a discovery that night of who God was, and God just didn't even he didn't start and didn't finish the work. I mean, God went above and beyond because God God loves people so much. You get a you you press in the remainder of these days, eleven days that we have, and you ask God to give you a revelation of God's love. I'm telling you, it will just. It will overwhelm you. Some of y'all just need to get baptized in God's love. You need to get let God cleanse you from all the, maybe the the hurt. And I'm not downplaying the hurt, but maybe maybe you've had an ex-husband or a, an ex-wife or, or bad relationships or family problems. And, and love has been a tough subject for you to handle. Even here, the word love is tough for you. But I'm telling you, let God show you what real love is through who he is. Let God show you through his word so that you can believe that he is and that he's a rewarder. So your faith can work. So you can actually take steps and and not be afraid of <clears throat> taking steps for God and and stepping out because you know faith love love is built on trust. Faith is built on trust. God wants us to trust him more than anything else. And God gets blamed for a lot of things that he never does. He gets blamed for catastrophes. I mean, even the insurance companies call it an act of God and God's not sending destruction. The Bible says in John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come who Jesus, who is the express image of the father, who who represents love. I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. Write that in your notes, life and life more abundantly. You can experience life and life more abundantly. How? By discovering who God is. That's when we, you know, that's the biggest joy of my life is doing a crusade or an outreach where it's a bunch of people who don't even know who God is, a bunch of sinners, all sinners, and preach the gospel. You know what the number one whole thing that's circled around preaching the gospel is how much God loves them and he doesn't want them to go to hell and he doesn't want them to perish and that he loves them so much that they don't have to keep going through turmoil. They don't have to keep going through uh, uh, rough times and, and have no hope, but there's a God who has hope. There's a God who loves them. And then those people coming forward and getting encountered with their savior and getting born again right there on the spot. Why? What is the main reason? Why? The Bible says it's the goodness or the love of God that leads people to repentance. That's how you came to know Jesus is because you found out he loved you. And because of that foundation, you're saved, you're born again. And now it's time to let your faith work because he saved you by faith. So in turn, it's time to say, you know what, Lord, there's something I'm meant to do. There's something I'm meant to do, no matter how big or how small. And if you're going to do exploits for God, it's going to be on this basis right here tonight. 
by the foundation of God's love and knowing who he is. And I believe, I believe with all my heart that some people watching right now, you're, God's even breaking your heart right now and showing you who he is by his love, that he's opening your eyes of your understanding, that even tonight as you sleep, you're going to have an encounter with God's love like you never had before. You're going to see people you've never, the way you've never seen them before. You're going to see yourself like you've never seen yourself before because of how much he loves you and who he is. And then the whole world of faith is going to begin to work for you because now it's not on the basis of me trying to make this thing happen and me trying to twist God's arm. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with the foundation of the love of God, operating with his word, working with God because he is who he said he is and he wants you to accomplish what he said he wants you to accomplish, period. He would never tell you to do anything that he won't help you help you accomplish, but you have to trust him, and you trust him by his love. Amen? So I want to pray right now for you, for those in your home. I want you just to lift your hands. If you're able to, close your eyes, and let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for those people watching right now. Lord, even now I feel the love of God in this room, and I pray that those watching right now would feel your love flowing through this camera into their homes. Lord, open our eyes to a deeper revelation of your love and the foundation of faith. Lord, we believe that you are and that you're a rewarder of those who diligently seek us because you are love. And you said faith works by love. So Lord, as these people have things planned, as you're speaking to them to do things, to step out, to get uncomfortable, to do things and walk by faith. I thank you, Lord, that it's on the foundation of you love them and that you're not setting them up to fail, but you're setting them up to succeed. We thank you, Father, right now for even healing people's bodies right now from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Lord, I thank you even now there's somebody watching. You have pain going up and down your back into your spine, but right now the Lord Jesus heals you in Jesus' name. I command that spine to be straight. I command those vertebrae to be whole right now. Pain in somebody's leg is leaving right now. It's come out in Jesus' name because God loves you. Hallelujah. Even now, people's bodies, pain going right now in Jesus' name. If you're, if you're listening, don't wait for me to call it out. Just begin to move it by faith. Begin to operate. Move it. Activate your faith. Amen. He's healing people. There's healing right now. I feel it. Why? Because when God shows up and the love of God shows up, He wants to save. He wants to heal. He wants to deliver. That's God's MO. Hallelujah. Somebody even now, you're getting delivered of maybe some addictions. Things no one knows about. The addictions are getting ripped right out of you because God loves you. He's breaking you right now in your home. He's breaking your heart in a good way. And you're going to step out by faith. You're going to do what God has called you to do. You're going to do what God has called you to do in Jesus' name. If you believe and you receive it, I want you to shout amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, we want to give you an opportunity tonight to activate your faith in the area of your finances. And remember, he's Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, your provider. Everything we have, we're all stewards. Everything we own is God's. 
God created everything, and, and it's up to us to steward what he's given us. And when we understand that God is not a God who's taking, but he's a God who's giving. Luke 6, says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. In Ecclesiastes, it says, Cast your bread upon the water, for in many days it will return back unto you. Amen. And the Bible also says in Ecclesiastes, If you consider the winds and the waves... You'll never sow. So in other words, we need to consider our Heavenly Father, Jehovah Jireh. Many people are believing God to be a greater blessing in 2024, and I know we are. So if you're going to be a greater blessing, you've got to be a seed sower because that's how it's going to come back, 30, 60, and 100-fold. So we're going to give you a chance to give here tonight, sow into souls tonight. We're going to be winning souls this year, doing crusades, doing outreaches. And so you can see the different ways to give on the screen. You can give by PayPal, Venmo, we have Zelle, uh, Cash App, do- they're all at or dollar sign, give ZMI. Zelle is info at zanerministries.com. You can write a check, make it out to Zaner Ministries. You can mail it to P.O. Box 125 Copley, PA. The easiest way, I believe, out of all of them is just to go to our website, zanerministries.com forward slash give. All the different ways to give are on there. And then on there, there's a tab where you can click to become a partner and you can sow monthly. And we're believing God for 1,000 people to stand with us on a monthly basis so we can populate heaven and plunder hell. And we want to encourage you to become a partner tonight. If the Lord speaks to you, you can partner. Maybe tonight you say, you know what, I would love to give $1,000 into the gospel. But you may not have a thousand. Many people are at different levels. Some a thousand dollars, that's nothing to you. But to other people, you're just starting out in this walk of faith. You want to give a thousand dollars. You just can't do it tonight. Well, if you do it, uh, if you break it down into 12 monthly uh, seeds of $84 a month, that would be a thousand dollars at the end of the year. And that's going to go towards souls. That's going to go towards outreaches. Help us feed the hungry, do the broadcast, so many different things. You're helping us get the gospel out. And by the end of the year, I guarantee you, you're going to look back and you're going to see far more than what you've given come back because you can't give and not receive. Press down, shaking together, running over. And if you become a partner tonight or if you give $84 or more tonight, because some people might want to give, a, give more, then you will. You, a year from you now, book. your whole life will look totally run different. To win, if you run with God today, this is a new book coming out on January twenty second, and then we also have a prayer journal we just released that's on Amazon. You can just go to Zayner Ministries. You can go to go on Amazon and search Zayner Ministries prayer journal, and it'll show up, and you can get that. But we want to give this to you as a free gift, just to say thank you. And then if you give $25 or more, we want to send you the prayer journal as a way of saying thank you. You can sign up at any of the levels that you feel you're at. We have partners at $25, $50, $250, $100 a month. Wherever you are, $84 a month, so there. But I want to challenge people because why are we believing God for 1,000 partners? Because Solomon, when it was his turn to be king, the first one of the first things he did is he got a thousand burnt offerings and offered them unto the Lord. Now he didn't have to do a thousand. He just all he had to do was the custom. But he said, you know what? I'm going to do a thousand burnt offerings. And in that same night that he did that, the Lord visited him and said, "What do you desire?" And he asked for wisdom. 
And then God gave him wisdom and everything else. So there's something about when you sow $1,000. I remember the first time I ever done it and sowed my first $1,000. Man, it felt good. And uh, at the same time, it wasn't like I had a million dollars in the bank. $1,000 was a big sacrifice, but I don't regret it one time because it's come back pressed down, shaken together. I've seen it come back multiple times. And now we're just giving even more because the more we give, the more we receive. Amen. And so I want to encourage you with that. Um, we're going to be preaching at Central Assembly at January 21st. Here it is. 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Come expecting. This is day 20 of the fast. And so I'm believing God for supernatural things to take place, people to get healed, people to get delivered. It's going to be a great time. Make sure you uh, watch it. If you're not in town, you can watch it later on YouTube, but come in person if you can. Amen. And then one last thing, on the 22nd, we're going to be praying for all the prayer requests. So I'd like you to send in your prayer requests if you can. Um, you can go to Zaner Ministries forward slash prayer, and you can send your prayer requests in. You can also type it in the comments, and we can grab it from there as well. But that way we can pray for you and your family. I see Maria's on. We're praying for her, Jason, Priyani, all the partners we're praying for you. Amen. But we want to have those special for that. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, it's been a joy and a privilege to hang with y'all tonight. How many feel faith in your heart coming alive? How many feel the love of God? Amen. Thank you for listening to the Zayner Ministries podcast. Please consider becoming a monthly covenant partner with us. We're asking God for 100 people to stand with us financially as we continue to win the lost in America. Go to ZaynerMinistries.com and click on the Give Now button and become a monthly covenant partner today.